Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to another edition of Draft Smashers Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Aniano, and sitting with me as he does every Wednesday evening, yeah, uh, my partner, colleague, co-host, Draft Smasher, Smash Drafter, whatever you want to say about him, uh, known as Draft Smasher E on Twitter, Mr. Eric Corsini. Eric, happy Wednesday, March 18th. How you doing, my friend? I'm great. Uh, you know, we got a little sprinkle of spring earlier in the week, and now we have uh, gone. gone. Just history. So, uh, other than that, you know, yeah, already an injury to the Yankees and all <laughs> hey. baseball. So, our team's already shutting down. So, no, Mets we'll, have an injury. We'll, Yankees have an injury. We'll talk about those injuries in you a know. few minutes. But let's get through the other stuff. Yeah, first. I want to remind everybody we've got a lot to get through. The phone lines are open 347 838 8088. That's 347-838-8088. Chat room is up and running as well. I put that out on Twitter and on Facebook. Jump on that chat room. Let's have some fun in there tonight. We're going to talk a little fantasy baseball for the next hour or so, so make sure you join us. I want to remind everybody, follow us on Facebook at Draft Smashers Fantasy Sports Radio. Uh, Twitter, we said Eric's. Eric is at Draft Smasher E. You can follow me, Anthony, on the official show page at uh, Draft Smash Radio. And you can follow DraftSmashers.com on Twitter at Draft Smashers. And make sure you go to DraftSmashers.com. Uh, get get there. Check it out. Register for the site. Eric's daily fantasy basketball articles have been going up every day. You're seeing a new article from me in the uh, fantasy baseball section. I'll be uh, then shifting gears a little bit and going the daily route once opening day arrives. I believe that's uh, April 5th, mm-hmm. Sunday night, April 5th is opening day, and then a full slate of games Monday, April 6th. So uh, make sure you check I actually watched a little spring training. So it was nice to see baseball on TV. It is nice. It the nice. grass is green, which we don't have here yet. But uh, we got some. We got some. We can see the grass. Though, yeah, but now. it's just matted and yellow right it's now. Really, not something to be not, proud of. It's not pretty grass at all. Uh, that's for sure. Want to remind everybody, if you're listening to the show, do me a favor. Go to DraftSmashers.com uh, and and use the links we have on that page. Use the links we have. For all the various daily fantasy sports sites, use the links for Amazon. It's a great little feature. Click on our Amazon uh, link on DraftSmashers.com. Uh, it'll direct you to some fantasy sports products, but then you can get any products that you would normally get on Amazon right through that link on DraftSmashers.com. All right. Also, go to iTunes. Do a search of our show, Draft Smashers uh, Radio, on iTunes. And do me a favor. Download, subscribe, but most importantly, Rate us, comment about us, and uh, helps us move up the list of the podcasts on iTunes and uh, makes us more accessible for everybody out there. As always, you can go on FanDuel.com and use the promotional code SMASHERS. If you use the promotional code uh, SMASHERS and sign up today, FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $200. That's a bonus of up to $200. Only good for the first 50 people that use our code SMASHERS. That's FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. FanDuel.com. If you don't like FanDuel, which I don't know why you wouldn't, but if you want to play them both, really, maybe jump over to DraftKings.com. Every day, fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes on DraftKings.com. Play whenever you want. Pick your sport. 
and draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Last year, $300 million or one at DraftKings.com. You could be next. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter our special promo code Smash Radio to play for free. That's Smash Radio for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Sweet. All right, Eric, we got a few things I want to talk about. And I want to start with your... Where we start? I want to start with, I want to do a little Yankees-Mets, and then I want to get into my theory that I've kind of ado- adopted from a friend of ours, and we'll give him credit when we get to it uh, on Fantasy Baseball. Before that, though, the breaking news, really, in, for your Yankees, Jacoby Ellsbury in a shocking development. He's a little nicked up with an oblique. Uh, they're saying he's only going to be in, out a week with a mild oblique strain. Does this scare you at all? Ellsbury's probably a second-round pick worth over $20 in an auction draft. Uh, does that concern you, or is it still enough time that, yeah, I'm, it doesn't affect me at all? Um, obliques are usually some, sometimes an injury that lingers on and on and on and on and can affect hitting and overall gameplay throughout a season. So as of now, the Yankees reported that it's very mild. Maybe they're just being precautionary, and maybe I would just shut them down until it's healthy. You know, mm-hmm. even if you miss the first week of the season, you know, shut it down for two or three weeks, make it happen, get it healthy, and get it going. Uh, I wouldn't rush it back because he he's a probably one of the, you know the best offensive weapon maybe that the Yankees have. So it's important to certainly keep him. And for fantasy owners, you know, guys have already drafted. That's not something you want to see is one of the guys you draft in the second or third round already have an oblique injury. Yep. Doesn't make you nervous, but it's still early enough that I think he'll be all right. I agree. I think he'll be fine. Uh, I'm not a big Ellsbury guy. Uh, yeah, you're not. I'm not. Yeah. Fantasy-wise, I'm it's not. It's not personal because he's on the Yankees either. Just, no, it's just, just one I'm of those not. Guys. You know, he's a speed guy, but I could get speed guys late. He, you know, he scores some runs, but I don't know how many runs he's going to score this year. It's not the best lineup in baseball anymore. We know that. The power is average at best. He's maybe a 10 to 15 home run guy. He never got that uptick in power that people thought he'd give them when he went over to Yankee Stadium. So he's a speed guy, a decent average guy. He's 280 and 40 steals. You know what? D. Gordon last year was 285 and 60 steals. Uh, You know, a few more pops for Ellsbury, but not enough to justify for me drafting him in the second round. I like him. I just don't like him in the second round. Now when I can get Brett Garner seven or eight rounds later and, and putting up... Same stats. Yeah, a little less batting average, but otherwise very, very similar Well, Ellsbury had uh, 271 last year. I think Gardner was maybe he, higher than No, I think he was 250. Was he, did he drop he that low? He was 250s, Gardner. Okay. Um, the other breaking news from the New York angle is a big injury for my New York Mets. Zach Wheeler, uh, right of passage for all young throwing... Pretty much. Uh, young, <laughs> hard-throwing pitchers. Uh, tore the elbow. Uh, Tommy John surgery coming. He will miss the year. So take him out of your yearly league redrafts. Useless this year. Dynasty type of league, still super useful. Uh, super talented pitcher. Going to be still a top tier. Maybe not a number one, but a number two or a number three starter. We know Tommy John surgery is not a career killer. Guys can actually come out of there throwing harder than the year before. I mean, Matt Harvey's pumping it up at 99 just, in spring training Just games. have to wait. Just got to wait a year. Got to wait a year. And you know what? It's funny, I, a lot of people love to bash the, Mets, bash the Mets and bash Sandy Alderson. But you know what? I, and I was saying it. Anybody who follows me on Facebook or Twitter saw me saying it. I was very happy Sandy Alderson did not trade any of the young pitching this offseason. Never have enough pitching. For, for an Ian Desmond or one of these shortstops that, that people were begging him to get. And, and this is the exact reason why. 
you know, the truth of the matter is the Mets lost Zach Wheeler, and you know who's replacing them, him in the, line, in the rotation? The guy who was their opening day starter last year, Dylan G. Now, I'm not stupid. I know Dylan G is not as talented right. as, as Zach Wheeler, but Dylan G is a legitimate major league starter. Yes. And if he's going to be in your rotation, you'll survive. At the same time... He could easily win 12 to 15 games if you get enough scoring for him. Absolutely. He'll keep you in every game. And the truth yeah. is, the truth is, they still have Syndergaard, they still have Mats, and they still have Montero in the minors. You talk about organizational depth. On some teams, if, if Noah Syndergaard was a Yankee, he'd be in their rotation this year. Because he's Most. better than the Chris Capuano's of the oh, world absolutely. fighting for the fifth spot. I think Capuano got hurt, too. He did. Right? But, but my point is, teams would love oh, yeah. to have that absolutely. type of depth. The Mets have it. They've hedged their bets. Don't give it away. Harvey's had his Tommy John. Jacob DeGrom's had his Tommy John. The Dylan G, Bartolo Colon, Jonathan Neese, they're older. They're probably all right. So Stephen Matz has already had his Tommy John. Syndergaard's going to give him a year or two, and then he'll go through it. You know, I'm just being realistic. It's a big hard thrower. The elbow is not made to withstand the velocity of which the arm comes through. See, that's why um, we, we talked about pitch counts a while ago. To me, it has absolutely nothing to do with the number of innings in the pitch you throw. It's the torque on the elbow. No matter what preventive measures you make, it's going to happen. It happened to Strasburg. It happened to Tanaka. Now it's happened to you, Darvish. It just happens because the body, like you said, is meant to have so much torque on the elbow, and these guys exceed that torque, and it's just a matter of time before it goes. And after a while, that elbow starts to right. fray and fray and fray, and eventually it pops. That's all there is to it. And then they rebuild it, and it's all it's a brand new elbow. It's right. like a baby's elbow, and you've got another 20 years on it, and, yeah. and, and, and you ride, ride it. it out. Ride it. So that's that. Not, I personally don't think it's the end of the world for the Mets, only because of the depth. You'll go with Dylan G. You'll have the young kids down in the minors through May. I think people have reacted negatively to it because you, you have enough depth. You have enough You have enough. Enough depth that right. it shouldn't really, you know, Wheeler was probably going to come on and possibly be, you know, learning you know and, right. and learning from Harvey for an entire season too. Right. Harvey knows how to pitch, but, but there are, there are plenty of other teams that could not afford to you lose a pitcher. The, and the Mets teams, can afford to lose. The Mets pitchers. can afford it. You know, the Washington Nationals could survive if Jordan Zimmerman blew out an elbow. They have Tanner Rourke. The Yankees lose Masahiro Tanaka. Season's over. Yes, season's over. And there's a chance he may go down. We don't know how right. this rehab. Dodgers lose Clayton Kershaw for as good as Granky is. Season's over. Right. You know the Mets can withstand the loss of Zach Wheeler. So let's uh let's back away from the cliff. Back uh, up Mets the truck. Back up the truck. And everybody uh everybody calm down. That's for sure. All right, Eric. What I want to talk about tonight and talk about fantasy baseball. And it's an entirely different spin on preparing for a fantasy baseball draft. Okay. Our friend. Lenny Melnick, the legend, at Lenny Melnick, rotoexperts.com. He's been on the show plenty of times. and I mean, I, I talk to him, you know, almost every other day off the air, and, and he's had me on his show, Sirius, uh, the last couple of Saturday mornings talking some fantasy baseball. Right. Uh, we're doing the auction, NL-only auction with him in a few weeks on a Monday night. That should he's be fun. crush me. <laughs> I know it. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna make me buy somebody for way too high. Oh, yeah, he's going to slow play it. you in yeah. and, and abuse And then all of a sudden he's just going to collect and collect and yep. collect. Yeah. So anyway, you know, Lenny talks about, and you'll see it in the title of the show, preparing for a baseball draft, not ranking positions. Okay. Necessarily. Maybe ranking for positions, but with a twist. 
more important than ranking for positions mm-hmm. is ranking by category. See, now I, I don't know about you. When I play fantasy baseball, I there are certain leagues I don't like. I don't like points leagues. No, I, I don't not. like it. You know, four points for a homer, no, one no, point no. for RBI, Negative minus one two for the, a strikeout. I, I can't handle that. I don't I like can't it. Handle it. Baseball is a stat compiling game. Fantasy baseball is a stat compiling game. To me, it's a rotisserie. It's, it's a, a rotisserie. that's what it is. That's what it it's is. It's not head to head. It's a rotisserie. Right. You're building stats from game one to the last day of the season. That's what it is. Because there's such a long season, so many up and downs. You know, I, I 100% agree that is a rotisserie league. Football's head to head. That's what football is. Rotisserie for baseball. Yep, sure. So, in talking to him and listening to him, he's kind of won me over on this. If you it's a are smooth talker, he, Lenny Melnick is a smooth, smooth talker. talker. If you are compiling, if you are playing a game in which victory comes by compiling stats, right? Why wouldn't you rank the stats? And not the positions. Hmm. You know, if, if if you're in a 5x5 five five rotation, and pitching's a little different. Because the best pitchers are going to give you stats across the board, right? Right. You know, uh, um, you know, Clayton Kershaw's giving you wins, Ks, whip, ERA. So he's giving you all of that, right? Right. But if on the offensive side, you're trying to get batting average or on base percentage, it's usually one or the other. Home runs, RBIs, runs, stolen bases. That's usually the five offensive categories in most standard leagues. Why would you worry about Robinson Cano is the best second baseman and instead worry about the stats Robinson Cano will give you? you know, am I making right, sense of right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you look at Robinson Cano, he's, he's going to help you somewhat at home runs. His days of a 30 home run guy, though, were over. over. He's going to help you. He's going to help you in RBIs. Right. And he's going to help you in batting average. That's where he's really going to help your right. team is with the batting average. He's an over 300 hitter. So he's maybe in the top 10. If I were to rank by batting average, maybe he's in my top 10. But if I'm ranking by power, I don't have any second baseman there. Right. Now, you could extend this theory and go positionally by category. Okay. Second baseman by power. Second baseman by batting average. Second baseman by stolen bases. Now, let me. I know I'm talking a lot. Let me finish my scenario and then let I'm you I'm staring go. off into a space and processing what you're saying. Okay. I'm processing. Here's the thing, right? Okay. Hypothetically speaking, you're in the fifth round. Okay. There is no second baseman drafted, hypothetically. We know that won't be the case, but hypothetically Cano, yeah, speaking. Okay. Cano and Altuve are still so somebody, there. Somebody missed them. Right. Missed Everybody them missed them. For some reason. Okay. So your team consists of John Carlos Stanton in the first round. Nice. Um, let's say it's the third round. Let's say it's even the third okay, round. So, so you took John Carlos Stanton in the first. Right. And you took in the second round... And Josh Donaldson. Okay. Okay. What categories have you put a big stamp on? Homers, RBIs, batting average is pretty solid. It's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. Probably on-base percentage is good. Okay. Um, I'm missing. What are you probably, missing? Runs is decent, so I probably need stolen bases. You're missing steals. 
Uh, I could use a guy for better batting average to bring up the average. There you go, right now. So now you're at the third round. You've gotten your power. You've gotten some RBIs. You've gotten an okay batting average. Good amount of runs scored. So now you look at the second base position. Right. And now you just said, what do I need? I need batting average. I need speed. Correct. On a standard second base ranking, Robbie Cano is going to be the first second baseman. But if you rank them based on batting average, home runs, and speed, you could potentially have Altuve number one in home runs. No, uh, I mean, in, in batting average. Batting average, right. You would have Cano probably number one for power. I mean, Altuve could be one in steals also. And he could be one or two in steals, depending on he rank, what you think D. Gordon's going to do. Right. So now, although Cano might be the, quote, number one second baseman, Based on ranking by category, Altuve fits your team better. Right. He's not the number one second baseman for my team. Who's not? Cano. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be the no- – he wouldn't be – like, when you draft Robinson Cano in the third round, that's nice for sure. Right. But now I've still ignored basically two ca- – you know, to some degree – Ignore at least one category. You still have no speed. No speed at all. And three rounds in, I have no speed at all. Now you could still get speed late. I get that. Yeah, but then you're buying. Then you're drafting a guy who maybe is only that category. Maybe has two category guys. So I, I see what you're saying, and like if so, you're trying to build a team, and each round you kind of are assessing. This is my average situation. This is my home run situation. So you're almost drafting a position based on your statistical need, not so much the rankings. Yes. And it makes sense. It it makes a lot of sense, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that the statistic that I need, I need stolen bases, so I need to draft this guy at second base. I need home runs, so I need to draft this guy in the outfield, as opposed to a speedster in the outfield. Right, and even in the third round. It makes sense. Now, you could broaden this out, right? If you decide in the third round you want. This is mainly for offense. Mainly for offense. Mainly for offense. You can even say in the third round, I need speed. Right. And now you could have an overall just stolen base ranking with positions mixed. Right. Because it's only third round. You have only one outfield that you have at third baseman. So now you could could draft any position. I can ask, who is my top stolen base guy on the board? Maybe it's, it right now. maybe it's Ellsbury. Maybe it's Billy Hamilton. No, I wouldn't take Billy Hamilton in the third wow. round. But you get my point. Right. Maybe maybe you've neglected Make it fit for your team. Maybe you've neglected So here's the other case, right? It's round 15. Round 15. Okay. You're in a league that uses two outfielders. Okay. Your outfielders are John Carlos Stanton in round one, Mark Trumbo in round 12. Okay. Your infield, uh, you know, maybe you got Pujols at first. Uh-huh. You've got... You can say I have Cano at second. Yeah, just hypothetically. I have Cano I mean, at second. Yeah. Um, your shortstop is Stalin Castro. Okay. You know, your third baseman is David Wright. Okay. You got right. Trumbo, and you got uh, uh, John Carlos Stanton in the outfield. Okay. The top outfielder on the outfielder rankings is Jay Bruce. Doesn't fit my team. Doesn't fit your Doesn't team. Doesn't fit my team. Doesn't fit. 15 Before spots. Before you finish that sentence, I knew he didn't fit. Knew it. 15 spots later in the outfielder ranking, 
at your of your rankings. Forget right. about somebody else's ranking. You've created your own rankings. It's your draft. You rank the guys as you see fit, right? So the number 40 outfielder you have is Jay Bruce. The number 55 outfielder is Roger Davis. Okay. Okay? You people are saying Roger Davis. Roger Davis last year finished the season with 36 stolen bases, okay? And he batted 282 for Detroit. It's pretty good. <laughs> people are going to look, really, you're drafting Roger Davis now? Yeah, but look at my but, team. But, but you, that, well, you say, yeah, Jay Bruce is number one on the list. But look here, I'm not going by that list. I'm going by, by category. And on my speed list, this Roger is Davis is, num- is sixth overall, and he's the top guy left. Right, it, it, and there's nothing wrong with drafting that way because it, the more I'm, I'm going to process this over the next couple hours and days and think about it because we have two drafts coming up. Now the auction draft is fine. I'm going to learn. I'm going to take my lumps in the auction, auction draft most likely. But now when I'm going to draft in our other league, which is a snake draft, maybe I prepare for That's that. That's the next night, correct? Yeah, it's like back to back. Back to back night. Shot. Yeah. Shot the next day, but. I'm going to be thinking maybe for that draft, maybe I'll take this approach this year. I mean, and, and see where it takes me. You know, cause, and, and mix it in with my own style of drafting. But to take this idea of making sure that, you know, because sometimes you get caught up, and I get caught up to looking, that's the best player on the board, i got to draft him. You know, it's he's the best player on my board, he's the best, you know. But maybe with how the draft goes, he's not the best fit for my team. Right. And I continue to ignore the categories, and by the end of the year, I'm so far behind in the categories I ignored, I got no chance to win. You know, um, tell me who you would, based on this theory, here's your team, hypothetically speaking. Hit me with it. You've got, in your outfielder, you've got Billy Hamilton. I got Billy. You've got a second base. At second base, you got Altuve. Okay. Shortstop, you got Jose Reyes. Okay. You've got a little power at first base, maybe uh, Rizzo. David Wright at third. Your other outfielders, you know, a uh, uh, an Adam Jones and a Justin Upton. Okay. You got a nice little mix. It's a nice mix, for sure. So now it comes down, you got to fill a utility spot. Okay. Lucas Duda. Duda. Or Ben Revere. Right. So now this is a situation where you decide... Am I happy with steals or am I happy with power? Yeah. Where do I look to add? You know, Lucas Duda last season, 30 homers, 92 RBIs, okay, 74 runs scored. Right. Ben Revere, 71 runs scored, so there's a push. Only two homers, only 28 RBIs, 49 stolen bases, and a 306 average. That's pretty nice. But yeah, Ben Revere will plummet in the draft. Yes. But my point is, don't don't fill positions. For me, I gotta fill categories. Okay. And 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 one of the things you should look to do is in the league you're in, look at what the winning numbers were last year. Like how many how many home runs won the home run category? Okay. Did two homers, 200 homers win the category? 
But you know what I'm saying? Hypothetically, know, yeah, look yeah, yeah. in the league. Okay, last year the guy who won home runs, he hit 185. Okay. My goal is to draft a team this year then that's going to hit 190 home runs. Right. So once you kind of get to that number. Now, now make sure. Yeah. Now so, let me fill everything else in. Let me, let me okay. All based right. on projections. I've got this. I've got that. Right, based on projection. No, not everybody's going to live up to your projection. Yeah. But some could exceed. So that's yeah, where yeah. the pro- – yeah. You know, stolen bases. The winning number of stolen bases for a team last year was 200. Okay. Right now, I, I, have, want right now I have 140 steals. I've got to look for a guy in this category. I'm over my projection in home runs. Right. My batting I'm, average is solid, you know, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I've got to take a guy for stolen bases. I've got to take a – you know, i got to take uh, Roger Davis now. I have mm-hmm. to take him. Yeah. You know, I have to. To try and get that number. You know, those steals, there's a lot of guys with steals. Charlie Blackman, Lorenzo Cain, Jimmy Rollins, Andrews. You know, there are plenty of guys. Emilio Bonifacio. Here's a, you know, Bonifacio, he's going to go totally under the radar. It's a Bonifacio. But he's going to play some second base. He's going to oh, go yeah. all around for Atlanta. He's going to steal 25 bases in a category that maybe that, that you need to fill some spots in. You know? So, Eric, let me ask you this. Staying in this, in this line of thinking, in this line of reasoning, if you were to draft strictly, let's look at the home run category first. Okay, so let me just scatter over here. Okay, so if we're going home runs. you said I wanted just home runs regardless of position. Okay. You follow me? You follow, I'm following. So instead of ranking my first baseman, I want you to rank how you see your home run hitters. Okay. Going into this draft. Um, okay, so last year number one was Cruz. So he's not my number one this year. No, I agree with you. 100% no. Um, I probably am looking at, I would almost say I want Giancarlo, I'm going to put him one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Abreu two. See, I, li- I like, I'm going to put Trout three and Jose Bautista four. Chris Carter, five. Okay. Now I so went, that's my top five. I just did it quickly. Now, notice where you put Chris Carter. Five. He's five. Five. Yet, he's a guy who's going to slide in drafts. Because he carries a 227 two, two average. Right. But meanwhile, if he gets that average up to 240, with the league minimum he's of last a, year being 251, he's, he's a stud. He's stud. Stallion. Stud. But, you know, a lot of strikeouts. I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah, Trout struck out 180 times, too, last year. I mean, yeah. Strikeouts are relevant in baseball. They, they really are. So here's a guy, if you go down the road where maybe you take Altuve in the first or second round, in the second round you take Altuve, you make up the power with Chris Carter later. Now, my top five, I went Stanton. Right. Chris Carter, two. You went Carter, two. Yeah. Bautista, I agree with you, three. I went in Edwin Encarnacion, four. Okay. Jose Abreu, five. I, put Mike, I looked at Encarnacion too, though. Yeah. I put I put Mike Trout at number seven, David Ortiz at number six. Last year's home run champ Nelson Cruz was at, eight. I might even drop him out of the top. Uh, I he probably still sneaks in the top. He's 10. still going to hit you over thirty. Yeah, Riz, I might put Rizzo ahead of him. Do you have Rizzo ahead of him? I have Rizzo at twelve. I, I like Rizzo next year. I have after Nelson Cruz at eight. I have Chris Davis of Baltimore at nine. So you think he steps up I, this year? Listen, you can say what you want about Chris Davis. Chris Davis in 450 at bats last year, and I know he batted. Oh, he had 26 homers. He had 26 homers. Yeah. 
granted a 196 average. Again, I'm looking at home runs. Okay, I'm, I'm, that's fine. Chris Davis. I hit, put Rizzo ahead of him. If Chris Davis runs. hits 230, he'll hit 30 home runs in his sleep. Yes. And if he gives you 230, he's a viable play. Right. Um, I have Miguel Cabrera. I was going to ask you where Miggy was. Miggy slides in at number 10. I was going to say, still hanging on to the top 10. Yeah, Miggy last year. Now with Miggy was 22nd. Fifth, right? He was oh, tw- tied for 21st in home runs with Marlon. He was tied with Marlon Bird, you know, Matt Kemp, McCutcheon, McCutcheon, Brandon Ross, Kemp. Yeah. 25 home and runs. And Seager. Still had 100 RBIs, 313 batting average. But he was 21st in home runs. It's, it's an interesting yeah. thing to look at. I have Josh Donaldson eleven. I think the move to Toronto might push him over thirty. I put I Rizzo like Donaldson at twelve. Over there. He I moved p- into a good lineup for him. Donaldson, absolutely. Yeah. I put Lucas Duda at thirteen. Okay. And I put Adam Jones at fourteen. Now some people are saying Lucas Duda, Lucas Duda, Lucas Duda. Look at the post all star splits. Duda's the man. He's good, man. Okay. He's good. Lucas Duda after the all star game was tied for fourth in the league in home runs. Okay. It was Jose Bautista and Chris Carter both hit 18. Matt Kemp hit 17. I don't love Kemp because of the move to San Diego, though, out of L.A. Yeah, it's, that, that could hurt him a bit. And then Duda, Giancarlo Stanton each hit 16. Duda hit 249 in the second half, which is only two points below the league average. Once Ike Davis was off that team... Well, the Mets made the right move there, huh? Lucas Duda got comfortable. He's streaky, but again, you're just looking for the power. They move that right field fence in, that right field power alley in. Duda provides power. See, I I think streaky more or less defines every hitter. I really do, to some degree. Yeah, no, I I, agree. They're going to appear and disappear all throughout the year. And I think Duda is such an underrated fantasy player at this point. Now, let's see if you can repeat it a little bit this year. I mean, but in 514 at-bats, he proved he could play some baseball. So, yeah. Now, another interesting name is Osvaldo Arcea Arcea of Minnesota. Right. Um, in 205 at-bats after the All-Star break, he did finish with 15 home runs and 39 RBIs. So here's a guy who's going to fly under the radar come draft day. Right, last season he finished with um, regular season stats. His stats last season in 2014, he finished with 20 homers and 57 RBIs. Okay, but when you look at that split after the All Star break and in the post All Star break, he hit 15 of those 20 home runs in only 205 at bats. This is a kid with a boatload of power. You could probably fly him under the radar. Yeah. You could fly him under. So he's that guy. He's a, based on multiplying the number. He's a thirty home run hitter. He's a thirty home run hitter. That you could get not late. a good on base, that, but percentage. that you could get late though. That you could get late. Really? Okay, here I am in round eighteen. Eh, I need a little more pop. See what I could get from this guy. He's not going to give me average. He's not going to give me on base. He's not going to give me give me give me. But at the end of the day, he may give me thirty home runs. So you're drafting him for one. At that point in round 18, you're basically drafting him for one thing and one thing only. And that's it, home run. Late round. He's pop. only 23. You never know. Talented kid. I mean, raw power. Minnesota, though. That place. That place. Baseballs hit. die. And he had 20 home runs total. Yes. So, it's, uh, it's an interesting guy to look at come draft day. 
especially when you get to those late rounds. I like it. Now, I like it. Now, look at the stolen base categories, just year-to-date last year, right? D. Gordon, we know he was 64. Altuve was 56. Billy Hamilton was 56. But here's some names that, and Jacoby Ellsbury was 39. But here are names that maybe would not be draftable. But instead of taking Billy Hamilton in round seven, Ben Revere had 49. Roger Davis had 36. Jared Dyson, the Royals' fourth outfielder, right. had 36 steals. Alcides Escobar, you want a late-round shortstop. I'll, see, and th- this is what goes to my, my thinking. If you're ranking shortstops, Alcides right. Escobar might not be on your top 12 list. Um, I would say he's not on my top 12 list. But if you rank shortstops not by overall game but by category, Alcides Escobar becomes a very useful player. 285 average last year. 31 stolen bases. So if you decide... 75 runs scored. 74 runs scored. He's very good in those three categories. And he still drove in 50 runs. But That's it, interesting. It, it's it's uh, it's certainly a nice way of looking at things. So by, by kind of analyzing it through category, he's now in the top 10 shortstops. And he wasn't even in my top 12. He wasn't. But now, if you're sitting there, you know he's not going to go early. No. You know, you could even, you know, you could probably get him pretty late. Right. So now you're sitting there and you're waiting because in the back of your mind, you're going, you know what? I'm going to draft a little bit of speed, but I'm going to hold out. And in round 17, you pull Alcides Escobar out to be your starting shortstop. People are going to look at you like you're nuts. 270 and 30 steals later, you're, you're pretty happy. I'm okay with that. I got no problem with that. But he's not giving you the glam number. He's not giving you the sexy home run. Yeah, we no one's really giving you the sexy. And there was only like 50 players last year, 20 or better. Right. So we break that down, all Major League Baseball. Less than there was less than two guys basically per team who had 20 home runs. Mm-hmm. If you're because there's 30 teams, right? 30 teams Major League Baseball mm-hmm. times two would be 60 guys. There weren't even 60 guys who had 20 home runs last year. Right. That's amazing. There's not even two guys in the daily lineup on a, on a given team that have 20 homers for the season. Right. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, you know, it, it's just an interesting, you know, another outfielder who maybe you could fly under the radar, Leones Martin of the Texas Rangers. Right. He's going to bat leadoff. He's going to play center field. Now, you look at his numbers, 274, seven homers, 40 RBIs. What excites you there? Not much. Well, 31, 31 stolen bases out of my third outfielder. In round 16. Now, if I ranked my overall top 30 outfielders, Leonis Martin's not on my top 30. He's not in 11, I'll tell you that much. If I rank my my outfielders, though, by power, he's not there. He's out. If I rank him by batting average, he's middle of the pack at 275. Yeah. If I rank him by speed, Leonis Martin is a top 10 outfielder. <laughs> Very interesting. He's a top 10 outfielder. So now when I go to draft day and I'm sitting there in those mid to late rounds and I go, what is my category of need? My right. category of need is speed. I have an outfield position available. Boom, Leonis Martin is the top guy available. Instead of drafting, um, and I keep mentioning, but instead of drafting. So he's about seventh 
He's the seventh as an outfielder. Leonis Martin was like seventh in stolen bases as an outfielder. I'm just saying as outfielder because I threw out like I tried to just do it quickly. Threw out Altuve, threw out you know D Gordon, you know those guys up there. So in theory, in stolen bases, he's the seventh best outfielder based on last year's stats. So now, now statistically, you may have um, Chris Davis, not the Baltimore Chris Davis, the Milwaukee outfielder. Milwaukee Chris, Chris Davis, Davis, right? Who hits 20 home runs a year? Uh, you know, last year he had just about 70 RBIs. So on the list, Chris Davis might be ranked higher than Leonis Martin. But yes. But the point is, you. Oh, I need power. Oh, let me grab Davis. I need speed. What do you need? What do you need? What's Ranking need? outfielders randomly by game is is not as productive as. Now, don't get me wrong. Your top ten outfielders are your top ten outfielders because they're going to give you all of the numbers. Right. Trout, McCutcheon, Carlos Gomez, um, you know, guys like that. They're right. going to give you everything. John Carlos Stanton, I get it. He even stole 13 bases last year. You know, I'm talking about after you get out of those first couple of rounds, those second, who are the power guys who can make a difference? Who are the speed guys who can make a difference? Who are maybe flying under the radar? Yeah. You got to draft like that. You got to look at that. I, I like it. I, I mean, I I was you just basically. I know before we got on there, you mentioned it to me. Um, and now in talking about it for like the last half hour or so, I feel like I've been almost drafting wrong for the last couple of years, to some degree. You know what I mean? To some degree, I've been drafting wrong. But during my own drafts, like I say, all right, I need stolen bases, or I need home runs. I'm looking at my team. You know what I'm saying? But I never really sat down to rank players, say, oh, I need stolen bases, so let, and I need an outfielder. So let me look at the my best outfielder option who steals bases. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's, I didn't rank my outfielders like that. So when you have a minute on the clock and you're trying to decide who to pick, or even in an auction draft, well, I'll spend for this guy now because I need stolen bases. Right. Or I, I Why could, am I bidding $20 on another power hitter right, I don't when, need I could, it. when I could get this when I need speed, and I can get the speed guy for five bucks and use his fifteen dollars somewhere else. Somebody else, yeah. Wow, I feel like I've been enlightened. <laughs> yes, yes. This is a big theory of, of, like I said, Lenny Melnick's, and follow Lenny at Lenny Melnick on Twitter. I want to give him all the. Credit. I want to give him I don't a want, hug right now. I don't want to. Uh, he doesn't like to let go, so it could get a little awkward. But I'm awkward anyway. So that's true. Double, double, double awkward. It's fantastic. Everybody else will feel more uncomfortable than the two of us. <laughs> you know, but so it just it just makes too much sense. You know, same thing with batting average. Okay, you know, uh, you know, you look at a guy. Let's see. Let's look batting average. Let's break down last year on batting average, right? Right. So I'll click my stats button here. It doesn't matter position-wise right now. We, we, no. So we're looking, to me, it doesn't matter position. So we're looking at batting average, right? Right. So, okay. Uh, so all baseball, AL. Let's say, all let's just throw out a name. Michael Kadire. Kadire. What did he bat? Three nineteen. He batted three thirty-two last, last year. Granted, in just three thirty-two and two hundred at bats, he's hit three thirty-two years in a row. Right? People don't love him. He's going. to to New York, the numbers are going to go down a little bit. But the truth is, if you need, and again, I'm not talking early rounds, 
I'm talking round mid mid teens towards the end of the draft. And you need a guy who's going to hit you above the league average by more than a few points. Right? League average is 251. He's going to hit you two. You're looking for a guy who's going to hit you 290. Right. Michael Kadai is a guy who's going to improve your batting average. Adam Lind. Adam Lind, the new first baseman for Milwaukee. Okay, signed as a free agent from Toronto. Wait, a long time in Toronto. Never, I, I just he's always one of those guys that like he's always nicked up. Yeah, he's just always banged around a but, little bit. But like, here's Adam Lind, right? Last year for Toronto, he batted three twenty one. Now, if you ranked Adam Lind, if you ranked the top ten or top fifteen first baseman, Adam Lind wouldn't be anywhere near that list. No, if wouldn't you, even sniff it, maybe. If you ranked first baseman based on batting average, 320, Adam Lynn's going to be in, up there. Right. He's going to be up there. So so suddenly, uh, you're not drafting him probably to be a starting first baseman. Maybe he's a corner infielder or utility player, but he is helping you in a category. Right. If you, if you looked at the overall first baseman list, you probably wouldn't even notice Adam Lynn. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's probably like one of those guys you kind of breeze over. You know, like, well, he's on the list. Oh, that guy. This is very. This is a very. I actually almost now have to sit down this week, and almost make like. I'd probably almost do like a top. You know, almost like a top ten or fifteen for like, you know, outfielders with home runs, outfielders with stolen bases. Like, I feel like but I it's could almost sit down like you, have, you can't include the top tier guy. No, no, no. I'm saying like. You throw out, you know, like the you throw out the trouts, you throw, you throw that, right. that out. Yeah, you throw those away. And this is something that you could definitely use, let's say, easily from round five on. Even maybe even earlier, like we were discussing, maybe even round three. But I'm saying, like, past first two rounds, I think, are pretty much play out, you know, without much thought. You know, you take the best player on the board who fills almost all the categories, or you take the pitcher that you want in round two, whatever it is. And then after that, you've got to start making decisions. Once you start to build your team probably three or four players deep, now you start, all right, round five, I need to start looking at this category. Right. Round six, I need to look at this category. Now, your, your, your philosophy on it could be different. You may decide, I want to win home runs and steals, and home runs and, 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 and RBIs. There's guys and, who punt categories. Right. And I don't believe in punting categories. But you may say, I want to win home runs and RBIs. Uh, I, I'm just going to play for the middle of the pack in stolen bases. So then you wait a little bit longer on it, and you load up more. I mean, on... to win every category is almost impossible. Right. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but if you could win two categories, be in the middle of the row in the other three categories, you know, you got a chance to win your, you know, win your league. Now, Eric, now, now I'm going to take this to pitching. And here, okay. Here's, here's some stats I'm going to throw to you. You tell me where you would rank this pitcher. Where would you consider drafting him? Okay. Thirteen and thirteen. A three six three ERA. How many strikeouts? I'm not telling you that. Oh, that's a big. That's an important part. Okay, say, say that's it one my more point. time. Thirteen uh, and thirteen, three six three. Not till the teens, maybe. Okay. That's. I mean, is that about that where is, you'd see that? That is Ian Kennedy. Okay, and the teens. Right. He's probably, what did he have? He had close to, you know, 180 strikeouts. He had 200 strikeouts. Did he have that strikeouts. many? Tied, I'm going to say 180, 190. He went up to 200. Tied for 11th in the league. So he's 11th best strikeout pitcher in baseball. Yes. But you're taking him after probably 
Gosh, you know how many pitches by say around 13. He had more strikeouts than Cole Hamels. Verlander. Tyson Ross. Did have more than Verlander? Verlander. Yeah. Zach Wheeler. Julio Tehran. Uh, Sonny Gray. Wow. He had more. You Darvish was hurt, though. He had more strikeouts than Jordan Zimmerman. Jordan Zimmerman will go before him. Jordan Zimmerman was 14 and 5, 266. More strikeouts than That's Zimmerman. That's a run per game different here, right, too, though. Yeah. Uh, more strikeouts than Adam Wainwright. That's a, that, you don't even think about that. That's amazing. You know? Wainwright's a stud. So, no, no, right, right. Wainwright's a stud. I'm not arguing, but here's the thing, right? Let's say you grab, draft Wainwright as your ace. Okay. Deservedly so. He Got might drop off a little on strikeouts. He's getting a little older, yeah. Yeah. 20 and 9, 2 3 80, all right. Okay, Wainwright is my number one starter. And then you draft as another starter. Maybe you draft Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray, 14 and 10, 308, ERA 183 strikeouts. And you go, all right, you know what? I need a guy who's going to potentially give me, instead of five strikeouts a game, he's going to give me eight or nine. Yeah. You know, maybe he's not going to give me the wins. Maybe his ERA is going to be a little higher than the other guys. Ian Kennedy's going to give me over 200. Ooh, yeah. And, and he's going to get a bunch of wins. I mean, they might, they might be a better the team. Padres, they should be a better right? team. Right. So better what, offensive team. You know, so, wait, who? Why? Why are you drafting? 14th round, you're drafting Ian Kennedy? Take a step back. 200 strikeouts. Yes, let's take a step back. 200 strikeouts. You know? Maybe he's the one the Yankees should have kept, huh? <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, it's pretty obvious now, right? Well, Phil Hughes had a terrific year last year in Minnesota. Well, Phil Hughes... I, I liked Phil Hughes as a pitcher. It just didn't fit with the Yankees. You know what I mean? Just Phil Hughes fit. walked, what, 16 batters last season? He's still sick. 16 batters. And he was like one strikeout or one inning away from like a huge bonus or something. And he just yeah. said, nah, I don't need it. 186 strikeouts to 16 walks. I mean, that's absurd. It's absurd. Nine t- it's, uh, he gave up as many nine, home runs ten as he one, walks. Ten 16 plus home ratio. runs and 16 walks. See, as a Yankee, though, he gave up like 35 home runs. Couldn't pitch a bambock. He can't pitch that. He's a five-ball pitcher. pitcher. Minnesota's a perfect place for him. Mm-hmm. Nothing flies in Minnesota. Nope. Just, just ask. Just ask Joe Mauer. Just ask Joe Mauer. Oof, you talk about a career plummeting. Yeah, but, he still cashes a nice check. He's okay with it. He's him. doing all right financially. I'll give him that. I agree. I agree with you there. But it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's just very interesting when you break it down Truly statistically. Because Kennedy is almost a top 10 pitcher. I mean, he's basically on the top 10 in strikeouts. In strikeouts. It's amazing. No, really. yeah. His ERA, like you said, his ERA is a run higher than a lot of other people. I get that. But if you're rolling with guys who are going to keep that ERA down. And only might strike 130 guys or something. And that's like a 60, 70 strikeout difference. That's a that's a big difference. You know, like over the case in point, season. right? Um uh, uh, Justin Verl, uh, Justin Merlin had a terrible year. Uh, Hiroshi Awukama, number two starter for Seattle, right? Yeah. Everybody loves him. Guy was 15. What did he strike out, 150? 15 and 9. ERA was 3.52. It's okay. He struck out 154 batters. Huh. So now, yeah, he's going to give you some wins. He's a good pitcher. I get it, I get it, I get it. But you're behind the eight ball in K's. So a, you can make it up with a... A, it's like a love affair that, you know, somebody looks a little hotter to you than somebody else just by name or appearance, you know. But when it comes down to it, you know, Kennedy, like if you're sitting in a draft, right, and Verlander and Kennedy are both on the board, who are you drafting? Kennedy's got to go. Kennedy. You have to take Kennedy over Verlander, correct? Mm-hmm. If they're both sitting there in the same spot in the same round and you're trying to decide who to pick, 
Kennedy struck out more guys. His ERA was probably better off the top of my it head. Was, it was significantly. And 13 wins ain't that isn't that far off of what Verlander can do. I mean, Verlander's not a 21 pitcher anymore. No. He's just, you know, he could win you 15 games, 16 games. You know, maybe he bounces back huge issue, you know, but the chances to me the chances of him bouncing back to what he was are a lot slimmer than Ian Kennedy being consistent to what he was last year. And I think there's a bigger potentially a bigger drop off down the line for Verlander. You know, he's not the same pitcher he was. So he almost has to reinvent a little bit of himself how he pitches, like CC Sabathia is trying to do and some of these other guys, but you know, it works sometimes, it doesn't work other times, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. It's very I, I kind of like this new philosophy of draft. I might try, like, really legitimately in the next week or so before our draft, sit down and really, you know, write it all out and see what happens and go with it. You know? let's, let's look at the run scored category. <clears throat> don't me. look. Don't look. I'm not looking. Mike I'm Trout, looking actually at basketball. Mike Trout led the league in run scored last year. Okay. Who was second? Of all the players. <sighs> You look at the numbers, you go, oh, I need a guy who's going to score runs. Who was second in runs scored last year? I don't know. Brian Dozier. Was he that high? I never would have guessed that in a million years. Trout had 115, head. Dozier had 112. Another category. Now, runs scored are tough to predict. I get that. I get yeah, that. Yeah, it, it, well, it has to do with the lineup and, you know, and Anthony Ren- Anthony Rendon was third. I was, I was thinking Rendon, actually. Hunter Pence should have said Rendon. was fourth. For all the knocks you have on Hunter Pence, and I'm not a big Hunter Pence guy. I'm not. He's a good guy to have on your team in real life. He scored over 100 runs. Ian Kinsler scored over 100 runs. Yankees are up 10-3, by the way. Matt Carpenter, who we have said isn't that useful fantasy-wise because now he's a third baseman. He scored 99 runs. (laughs) So, So, again, it comes to this. Maybe I miss out on the top third baseman. And I look at my team, and I've got some power guys. I feel I could use somebody, though, who's a top 10 run scorer. I'm going to draft Matt Carpenter. He's going to give me 100 runs scored. Denard's Denard's band keeps popping up. 94 runs scored. Christian Yelich, 94 runs scored last year. Okay? Cole Calhoun. That's a great name. Great name. Cole Calhoun, 90 runs scored last year. Uh, all good. Brett Gardner, 87 runs scored. Guys, they, who, guys who might not be in your top 20 overall, but, they, but, but they're, they're going to fill that team. category if team. you need it. For your team. Mm-hmm. For your team on draft day. Mm-hmm. I feel very satisfied right now. Like, I just ate a big meal. You feel good? Yeah. I'm not sure if I want dessert or not. You always want dessert, blah, blah. Yeah. I always know. want dessert. It's part of the problem. Yeah, tell me about it. But when you're eating it, it's not a problem. You always want dessert. I, I honestly feel like I just had a beautiful filet mignon just cooked perfectly. And I'm going to now really sit back and really, whatever else I have to do in a day, I'm just going to delegate to other people tomorrow. And I'm going to sit down and just do this. Just delegating tomorrow. So I can sit down and do my rankings. So I want to win this league now. I'm fired up. I'm coming after everyone. I always want to win the league. You never want to lose. No, you never want to lose. You always want to win. Oh, the loser always says, oh, "I was just playing for fun." Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you in it? You win it to win it. That was a good. That was a good TV show for like a minute. In it to win it. You know, like they had to do like weird stuff. I don't remember that. Yeah, I said it was good for a minute. It literally was. 
<laughs> for a minute. And then I was off the air. It was like one of those uh, shows where you, you, know, you perform stunts and you have to do it in a certain time. Then you go to the next level and you win more money. I don't know. The guy who hosts a lot of the cooking shows was uh, you know, with the spiky blonde hair. It was oh, crazy. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he hosted it. And it, was, it was good for like a couple of days. Eric, let me ask you this. Before we sign off with about 10 minutes left. How I feel much, like I feel like this has been one of the most efficient shows. Of I all tried time. to be efficient. How much stats? How much do you put into preseason statistics? Almost nothing. What do I you, look at the back of the baseball card. What do you look? Anybody for? could be hot in the spring. All right. So what do you? What is there anything you look for in spring training? I just look for guys to be healthy, mm-hmm. number one. Um, I look for guys who might be winning a starting spot if they're, you know, kind of one of those bubble-tie players. And most most important is health. All I want a guy have a guy is come out of spring training healthy because at the end of the day, most guys are what the back of their baseball card says. They really are, most right. guys. And as long as they're healthy, they'll achieve, mo- you know, those statistics for you. You know, some interesting uh, spring numbers. I'm, I'm looking at some of the spring's numbers, though, already. Right. There is some. I mean, you don't get in love with them, do you? No, but there are some things to keep an eye on. Yeah. Cubs rookie third baseman Chris Bryant. Okay. We haven't mentioned him, but he should be mentioned on their home runs. Uh, his agent, Scott Boris, is arguing with the Cubs. The Cubs are going to send him down until he's he's no longer, you know, he, they can add that arbitration for a year. Right. You can say what you want. He's a rookie, and, and a rookie is a rookie is a rookie. In 23 spring at-bats, Eric. Okay. He's got six home runs, nine RBIs, and a 435 batting average. <laughs> Kid's ready for prime time. Yeah. But he just uh, had his hot month now. Yeah. <laughs> I swear you know, I get it. It's, uh, you know, the other name I like a lot this spring right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Huh. You know, there's some guys, Kenny Vargas of Minnesota's got three home runs. Alex Rios of Kansas City has three home runs. Oh, stop Jay- with Alex Rios. J.D. Martinez stop, has it. three home runs. Guy, he's a pretty girl in the corner that nobody could ever get with. He just always never, he never lives up to expectations. That guy looks like he should be a stallion every year, and he just isn't. Stop with Alex Rios. Stop. It bothers you, huh? I, I, I'm upset that you brought that up. Now my taste in my mouth is a little... Because he's burned me so many times. I always think this is the year. For Alex Rios, and he always just puts together some. Uh, He's getting old now. His years have passed him well, I'm by. I'm just saying this I was know. this was ten years ago, and then eight years ago, and then six. It all happened. Um, Mike Trout is having a monster spring. Three homers, ten RBIs, three stolen. Look races. at Giancarlo Stanton's forearm in this picture. He's a beast. I mean, it's the size of my thigh. Right. I got. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. I don't have small thighs either. No. Chris Davis of Baltimore has three home runs and ten RBIs already this spring. What's his batting average? Two thirty-one. Nah. You would take three, if you you drafted him for two thirty-one, you'd be thrilled. You'd be well, thrilled. technically, he raised his batting average forty points in the there previous year. So you know, pitching wise, tough to see guys haven't guys, logged many innings. I mean, guys throw like maybe two or three innings, right? But here's now. here's something interesting, right? Clay Buckholz has twelve strikeouts in ten innings already. He was the Brutal worst pitcher year. ever last year. Ever. Casimir's already struck out 10. Drew Pomerantz uh, had a nice, a bit of a nice run some mid-season last year at some point for Oakland. He has 10 strikeouts already. Oh. T.J. House of Cleveland, he's got 10 strikeouts in, in nine innings. 
so there are some guys. Your guy, Nate Voldy of the Yankees. He's actually looked pretty good. He's in nine innings, has nine Ks. Yeah, I don't think striking out people is going to be an issue with him. I mean, you got to work on giving up runs and stuff like that. Because he's a hard thrower and, you know, seems like he should be able to strike out guys. But, but see, Clay Buckholz is the type of guy who intrigues me to keep an eye on this spring. Because you could you could get him pretty late in a lot and of drafts. He, and he, I mean, did his talent just fall or disappear? I mean, could it possibly just disappear? Could your gift just disappear like You know, that? They, he's throw, gotten three starts. He's pitched ten innings. He's got 12 strikeouts. Yeah. He's only given up two earned runs in those ten innings. That's Nine it, hits. Huh? Two earned. He's given up five runs, but only two earned. Uh, it's definitely something to... Uh, Kazmir, who we've talked about in this show, is off to a nice start this spring. I still think he could be a guy you draft and sell high. Kazmir. Scott Kazmir, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Buckholz is that, too. I don't know. It, it, it's such it's such an interesting way. In, I'm, I'm still thinking about the st- ranking guys by statistics. I was just looking at a few things. This is interesting. It's piqued you. It's piqued my interest. I wish I could take interest uh, uh, credit, credit for, for it, it, but I can't. You can't. It's all Lenny's Melnick. talked to me about it, and I've kind of bought in, and I've kind of taken some liberties with it and twisted it and even expanded it, I think, even more. Um, I call it the Melnick model. So Nothing uh, better than the Melnick model. Uh, but, I mean, it's just a terrific idea to to – Create your team. You know, instead of drafting by strictly by best available position, fill your categories. Look at your positions, but look at the power. Draft for, you know, first baseman's traditionally a power position, but second base, do I need average, do I need power, do I need speed? Shortstop, same thing. If, if I need speed at shortstop, if, I'm not drafting Tulowitzki. I'm drafting Jose Reyes right. or someone else. You know, the outfield positions, the third base. If I need speed out of my third baseman, I'm drafting Todd Frazier. I'm not drafting Josh Donaldson. So, you know, and really that comes into a play really even more, forget about the draft, but in the auction. Oh, right. Because the auction's not going to follow the order, you know. Right. You could say, well, well, Josh Donaldson's going to be gone long before Todd Frazier in the draft. Well, in an auction, maybe he's not. Yeah, auction. Uh, auction changed all of that. I'm reading about auction because I've never done one again. Right. But it's it that is a really interesting draft. Right. You, Josh Donaldson might not be nominated to the 35th player. Right. And so you may have a good feel for your team, and you go, you know what? I don't need his power. I'm not even getting involved in this bidding. I'm saving my money. I'll pay a little bit more for Todd Frazier because I want the 20 steals out of my third base position. So the auction's really worried different. About this auction. The auction's <laughs> phenomenal. I'll tell you right I'm now. I'm excited for it, but I am a little. I'm very nervous. When I it's did, okay to be nervous. Saturday, right? this past Saturday, I was on SiriusXM. Yeah. With Lenny and George Kurtz, and they asked me my personal favorite, and I got to be honest, uh, without a doubt, it's an auction because the auction is a game within a game. Your snake draft is more predictable because you kind of know you how follow the, the rounds. You follow the guys. Right. Yeah. When it's an auction. You, know, you got to really decide you what you want have, to spend on. You may have your the first guy on your team could be, you know, um, Brian Dozier for eight dollars or ten dollars or fifteen dollars. Never would he have been your first guy. So now you know. So it, it, there's a game within a game there, and uh, which which definitely makes it a lot more fun. I mean, in theory, someone could nominate. You know, CC Sabathia is the first player off the board, and he's going to go for a buck, and you get him for a buck, right? And okay, I got my fifth starter for a dollar, right? So you, all right, let me get my fifth starter out of the way first, instead of going all right, Trout one, this two, this mm-hmm. three, this four. 
It's, it, I'm excited for that. We're doing NL only, though. NL only. That only. helps narrow the field down a little bit for me. But you got to fill a team. Yes. you got to have a catcher, first base, second, short, third, yep. corner infielder, middle infielder, five we outfielders. 12, we have 12 guys drafting or 10? 12. Five outfielders and nine pitchers. And it's not batting average. I mean, you're base scraping some barrels Oh, the, bottom, the, the outfielders, yeah. You're drafting 60 starting outfielders, and there's only 45 starting outfielders in the National League. So you're looking for that... For the number four outfielders That fourth outfielder. And you're trying to get them It's a little off. different in the National League, too, because there's no DH. Right. Which makes it even possibly even a little bit harder. Right. You devil, you. So it's going to be fun. But, folks, we are... That might have been the quickest hour we ever spent on the air. We are out of time. I want to thank I'm everybody. mentally exhausted. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening, as always, if you've listened to yeah, you on Blog Talk Radio, live or on demand. Or if you've listened on iTunes, don't forget, go to our iTunes feed and do us a favor. Comment. Uh, most importantly, comment. But download, subscribe, do all of that fun stuff as well. I want to remind everybody, fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com. America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitment. Play whenever you want. Pick a sport. Draft your team. New season every day. If you go to DraftKings right now, DraftKings.com right now, you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com. Enter the promotional code SMASHRADIO to play for free. That's SMASHRADIO for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Draft Smashers Fantasy Sports Radio, Twitter. You can follow Eric at Draft Smasher E. Follow me, Anthony, at Draft Smash Radio. And don't forget, uh, go to FanDuel.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, and use my FanDuel promotional code, SMASHERS. Sign up right now. Sign up today, and FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar-to-dollar for up to 200 bucks. It's a bonus of up to $200. Only offer good for the first 50 people that use the code SMASHERS. Don't forget to use the code SMASHERS. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. As always, folks, we also have on FanDuel our Draft Smashers NBA tournament. I haven't been following it. I think, Eric, you have. Yep. Uh, I got one in first and one in ninth right now. I did two. You put two teams in this 25-team tournament. It's so fun in basketball, though. Like, like currently in the big tournament for the night, $5 tournament, 9,195 entries. I'm currently in 65th place. But by the end of the night, I might not even be in the money. I told you the other day, I right. went to bed in third place or second place. And woke up out of the money. Top 80 made, paid. and Top I paid, 80. And you and, went to bed in second place. And I finished 92nd at like 10.30 Eastern time. And you, woke, and you woke up just like, what? My team is currently sitting in 12th place in this. Well, I don't know. Basketball is like you can't you can't get excited until the night's over because there's I'm, late games, there's everything going on. I am in 12th place. Reggie Jackson, Aaron Brooks, Monta Ellis, LeBron, Batum, Nowitzki, Tyson Chandler. I still have Nene, JJ Redick late. This is not a winning team I put together. Not unless somebody explodes. <laughs> you would just threw your phone on the. You just that's it. That's it. I'm done. Anyway, folks. As always, you could join Eric and I every Wednesday night, 7.30 Eastern time here on Blog Talk Radio. Don't forget to go to DraftSmashers.com. Click on the links uh, and, and purchase whatever you need to purchase right through DraftSmashers.com. You'll see Eric's uh, Daily Fantasy Basketball articles there. I've got some baseball articles up there as well. So make sure you go to DraftSmashers.com as well. For those of you who want to hear some more, I'll be on with 
uh, Real Talk Raph on Roto Baller Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio in about an hour. So make sure you join into that, uh, tune into that as well. Eric and I back next Wednesday, 7.30 Eastern Time. Eric, I'm thinking maybe we do a little mock draft next Wednesday night. Okay, on we can do that as a warm-up. As a little warm-up. I sure. think that'll be a lot of fun. Once again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you next Wednesday night, 7.30 Eastern Time, right here, Drafts Masters Radio. Have a good night, folks. Mm-hmm.